Hello and welcome to New Life Restoration Church, where our vision is restoring hope and living with purpose. We are glad you're tuned in to listen to this powerful message and we pray it blesses you. Welcome to New Life Restoration Church, where our vision is restoring hope and living with purpose. And we do have a word from the Lord. And before we get into today's word, I want to wish a very, very, very special person a happy birthday, Tiffany Moore. Give Tiffany Moore a round of applause. Amen. I think if I'm not mistaken, I I never want to get anybody's age wrong, but I think she put it on Facebook. I think she turned 49, if I'm not mistaken. So she's close to that 50. So this is a monumental year for Tiffany. And obviously she is an integral part of this church and this ministry. So Tiffany, uh, if you're listening online, we want to wish you a happy birthday. And if you would go ahead and turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to read out of the New Living Translation. And we're going to read verses 6 and 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm going to give you the title in in just a minute, okay? Um, Just let me give you a little introduction real quick. 2 Timothy chapter 1, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and this is what it says in verse 6. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spiritual Spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Now I want you to repeat those three things after me. Somebody say power, power love, love, and self-discipline. Say it with me one more time. Power, power love, love, and self-discipline. So Paul is writing his last letter to his son in the ministry, Timothy. Now, Timothy has been called to preach the word of God and to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's a young man um, and, and with a high calling, a big calling. But he has been serving with Paul for a number of years now. And now Paul is writing his last letter to him. And he even tells Paul or he tells Timothy later on in this letter to preach the word of God, to be instant in season and out of season. He tells them to rebuke, reprove, do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of thy ministry. In other words, Timothy, you have a high calling over your life and this calling is not for the weak. How many people know that God allows us to go through certain things because he understands what he placed inside of us, that some of us are going through certain challenges and we're looking at other people's lives and they're not going through the same thing that I'm going through. They're not having to endure the same pain that I'm having to endure. But maybe just maybe God put something special inside of you. So Timothy, you have a high calling and this calling is not for the weak, but you must find your strength in the Lord. And that's why Paul says in Ephesians chapter six, that you must put on the full armor of God that you may withstand the wiles of the devil. He tells them to put on the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness that you may know who you are in Christ. He tells them to hold up the shield of faith that you may thwart the fiery darts of the enemy. Timothy, if you're going to fulfill this calling and walk in the assignment that I placed over your life, you're going to have to, here it is, find your fire. 
And if I had to choose a message title, it would be finding your fire. Somebody say, I got to find my fire. I got to get my fire back. See, because of this pandemic, the enemy has not only taken many of our fight, but he's taken our fire. And if you're going to fulfill the assignment, the purpose, the destiny that God has over your life, you're going to have to get a little bit of that fire back. Amen. Amen. He tells Timothy, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God has given you. In other words, Timothy, either you lost your fire or your fire is burning low. Mm -hmm. Now, because your fire is burning low, what I need you to do is fan into flames. In other words, give that fire some oxygen. He says to stir up, to rekindle, to ignite that fire. Because I have not given you the spirit of fear. I believe God wants to ask many of us, when did you start operating in fear? When did you lose your fire? When did you lose your fight? You used to be on fire for the Lord. What happened? You used to be excited to get into the word of God and to study to show thyself approved. What happened? You used to be excited to hear the preacher preach the word. What happened? You used to be excited to, to stand to your feet and, and to listen to praise and worship and worship the true and living God. What happened? He says somewhere along the line, you lost your fire. And I believe that this is a season for you to get your fire back. That God does not want you to operate in a spirit of fear. God says, I don't need somebody to hear this. I did not give you that spirit. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Now, if God gave it to you, maybe you would have some legitimate excuse to how you are operating. But God says, I did not give it to you. So when did you start operating in fear? Was it before your calling or when you accepted your calling? Because somewhere along the line, you became passive in using your spiritual gift. Right. And Paul is reminding Timothy that if you're going to be effective, mm -hmm. if you're going to be productive, if you're going to be purposeful, you're going to have to get your fire back. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're not you may not be called to preach or teach the word of God, but everybody has something that they are assigned to do. And everybody, every believer, watch this, has a spiritual gift that God has given you. And I am here to simply tell you that if you have a spiritual gift and you believe that you have a spiritual gift, you're going to have to place that gift under some fire. That no longer is it satisfactory to walk with your spiritual gift without fire. Maybe it used to be a time where you would get, you would be okay with just going through life, using your spiritual gift when you can, and then if it works, okay, if it doesn't work, eh, it doesn't really matter. God says, no, whatever it is that I'm calling you to do, I need you to get some of that fire back, Timothy. Whatever your spiritual gift is, and, and this is the assignment that I believe that, that God has given, given me, to encourage you to do and step out of your comfort zone. That is my assignment today and that, and that is what the, the God I believe is telling me to do in this season of my life. My assignment is to help you fulfill your assignment. 
My assignment is to encourage you when you need encouragement. My assignment is to motivate you when you don't feel like doing nothing. That is the assignment that I believe that God has placed on me. So the question that is on the floor is, how do you keep the fire in your spiritual gift? How do you keep it going? The first thing, and I need people to write this down, is you must understand that your gift is needed. Don't ever let anybody tell you that your gift is not needed in the kingdom of God. I'm going to say that again. Don't ever let anybody, and that includes the enemy, tell you that your gift is not needed in the kingdom of God. God does not give a gift that is not needed. Somebody need to write that down. God does not give a gift that is not needed. So the first thing that you must understand mentally is that I'm needed. My gift is needed. God gave me this gift for a reason. And I am here for such a time as this to use this gift for the glory of God. Maybe your gift is teaching. Maybe your gift is organizing. Maybe your gift is praying. Maybe your gift is singing. Maybe your gift is comforting. Whatever it is that God has gifted you to do, he says you must put that gift under some fire. Many of our fire, unfortunately, is burning a little too low. And maybe we were getting away with it in another season. But because of the season that we're in, he's saying you're going to have to put that gift under some fire. And let's be real. The enemy is still going to attack you. He's going to try everything in his power to get you to understand you're not needed. Now, you know what? They can do all the work. The pastor is the one that's called. The deacon is the one that is assigned. No, you are needed. And I said this before, and, and I was reminded on this, uh, and I, I got to thank my wife because, uh, and I'm not going to say too much, but somebody in her family needed prayer. And her and her three sisters got on a conference call and they prayed for that family member. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again because I don't believe a lot of us were obedient. Many of you are called to be leaders within your family. And, and, and when I say a leader, a, a, a lot of times we, we think of something big, something monumental. It's the small things that count in this season. Let me borrow. Amen, Lord. It, 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 it's, it's the small things that count. And many of you watch this are called to a prayer assignment. I need somebody to hear this. That somebody in your family, oh Lord have mercy, is struggling physically. Somebody in your family is struggling with COVID. Somebody in your family is struggling with depression. And God has placed it on your heart to pray and set something up to where you and a couple, it don't have to be a lot, two or three, a couple of your family members are getting on a conference call or getting on a Zoom and praying and interceding for that family member. And watch this. It is a prayer assignment for you. You cannot put your prayer assignment on nobody else. It might be somebody else that you think is more qualified. It's not their assignment. It might be somebody that is a little bit more skilled. It's not their assignment. God has put the assignment on you. Say it's on me. You, you, you can ask, uh, you know, prophetess Pam to pray and intercede for you, but maybe it's not her assignment. You can ask Evangelist Yvette or Pastor P or, or Bishop Bonner to do it, but it may not be their assignment. It may be busy. And, and what I'm saying to you is I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that you can ask them people, but sometimes because of the assignment and the situation, you don't have to look outward. All you have to do is look inward. 
And when you look inward because of the situation, the burden and the responsibility of that situation, that prayer just comes out. It used to be a time where you had fire behind your prayers. What happened? It used to be a time where you set the atmosphere on fire. What happened? You used to have passion, fervency and intensity behind the prayer. You used to your prayers used to have that. Mm. But now we just got the. Uh. And God said, this is a season for the. Because uh. sometimes watch this. Your prayer requi requires us grown. Lord, have mercy. It said when Jesus was coming to uh, to raise Lazarus from the dead and because of the situation and because he was so emotionally attached to the situation, it said in the text that Jesus groaned twice. Mm. Lord, have mercy. Sometimes you just got to find a groan. When you don't know the words to say, you just got to find a groan. When you don't know how to articulate yourself to the Father, find a groan and the Holy Spirit will interpret it for you. Because if Jesus had to find a groan, see, in some situations, and this is why I say you're a leader in your family, because when something is happening to your family, it hits you emotionally. And because Jesus was so uh, emotionally attached to Lazarus, uh, he, he started groaning. He started becoming emotionally attached to it before he healed him. And I'm saying this is a season because the pastor may not be emotionally attached to the situation. Somebody missed that. You are the one that is emotionally attached. Therefore, God is saying it is up to you. But you must find that fire back. Somebody say, I got to get my fire back. So the first thing that you got to do, you got to understand that your gift is needed. Every gift has an assignment attached to it. Lord, have mercy. And here's the issue that, that I believe we get. Sometimes we compare our gifts to other people. We see, oh, well, they're using their gift and they're, you know, uh, helping hundreds of thousands of people. Well, maybe right now in this season of your life, your gift is assigned to one person. But if you allow God to use that gift for that one person, guess what? You are effective. Mm. My God. He says this is a season to be effective and productive in the kingdom of God. Your assignment could be to one person, a group of people or a place. I need somebody to get this. This is the Holy Spirit. Your assignment, your gift can be attached to somebody that is either one person, a group of people or a place. But he says you got to understand that your gift is needed and it is a, an assignment attached to it. Number two, your gift you must value and appreciate your gift. Now, here's the thing, and I think I, I just put this on Facebook. Everybody may or may not value or appreciate what you do. Amen. Everybody may not value and appreciate what you have to offer. And sometimes the enemy can play on that, unfortunately. He can play with our mind and say, see, they don't care about you. They, they really don't care about you. Watch this. But before anybody else sees the value in your gift, you must see the value in your gift. Lord, have mercy. I need somebody to get this. You must see the value in your gift. And God is telling me this may not be for everybody. This is for somebody. He said it used to be a time some years ago where you were were uh, aggressive with your gift. Lord, have mercy and aggressive in a good way. And now all of a sudden, uh, because maybe you got a little bit older or maybe you don't feel like you're skilled enough. For some reason, you feel like you are not called to use that gift anymore. No, if you used it 15, 20 years ago, it's still there. It's just burning low. And he says, you got to fan it into flames. You got to stir it up. You got to put a, a light to it, a match to it. 
you got to find something within you to put some fire on that spiritual gift. If you used that gift 10 years ago, it's still in you. If you used that gift 15 years ago, it's still in you. If you had a talent, a skill, or whatever the case may be, it's still in you. It's just burning low. And he says, you got to fan it into flames. And sometimes all it, all it takes is a conversation for somebody else who's on fire for the Lord. Because watch this fire spreads. If I'm on fire, I'm going to make sure that if you get connected to me, you're going to be on fire too. Understand that your gift has value. And when I say gift, I'm not just talking about stuff that we see in the church. I'm talking about what you can use at your job. I'm talking about what you can use in your community. When I say a place, your gift is assigned to a place. It is assigned to a certain community, a school or a group of people. I'm not just talking about stuff at the church because sometimes, you know, we look at the church just inside this building when really it's the stuff out there that matters. What is your gift? Is it coaching? Is it teaching? Is it, is it uh, making a gift basket? You may think those things are small, but it matters. You know what? The people that, call that, that are not necessarily members of this ministry, uh, that, that give to this ministry and uh, uh, call and say, hey, you know, I appreciate it, is when they get like a card or a gift basket or something. It ain't when, oh, pastor, I heard that, that sermon and it got me fired up. No, it was a card that mattered. It was the gift basket that mattered. It was that, that, that box of peppermints that mattered. Because that box of peppermints is going to keep them going. Whatever it is that God has skilled you to do, he says, this is the season four. You must value and appreciate your gift and others will follow. The third thing, your gift must have vision and focus. Mm. The first thing, it must have vision and direction. Where do you see your gift taking you? There used to be a time where you had a vision. That's why the Bible says, write the vision down and make it plain. Because when you write it down, you can always go back to it and remember what God told you. And some of us are in a season where we gotta go back. Go back to the place where we were on fire for the Lord. Go back to the place where we were passionate about the things of God. Go back to the place where we had an on fire relationship with the Holy Spirit. Go back, he says, and find whatever the enemy stole from you. Because he's holding on to it, and it is your gift, not his. So he says, watch this, you must have direction with your gifts. You, you must have a vision for your gift. Where do you see your gift taking you? And then secondly, your gift must have focus. Now, focus, interestingly, in Latin means fireplace. It means fireplace. In other words, watch this, focus is going to be the very thing that helps maintain the fire in your gift. Did somebody catch that? Focus is going to be the very thing that maintains the fire in your gift. Your, your gift may be inside of you, but you just got to apply a little bit more focus to it. Maybe God is telling you, no, I, I need you to focus in this. I need you to focus on development right now. Sometimes watch this. When God gives us opportunities, a lot of times it's for preparation and development. We, we might have thought, oh, uh, God asked me to pray for that, that family, but I think, you know, they are part of a church. I think uh, somebody else could have. It was really for your preparation and development. Now, you're helping them out at the same time, but God's saying, no, I need you to get used to uh, praying for this light stuff. 
Because next season, watch this, I got some stuff that people are really going to be struggling with. And you are assigned to it. So you got to understand that your gift must have vision, but it must also have a certain level of focus. I believe this was a couple of months ago and I just felt the spirit of God just saying this is a season of focus. And, and the, the enemy has taken our focus off of so many things. And we have some legitimate reasons. When we are affected spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, sometimes it's hard to focus on our assignment. Let's be honest. When the enemy is attacking our family, that's what we're consumed with at that moment. But God is saying this is a season to get your focus back. Somebody say, I got my focus back. I got my focus back. Then the last thing, your gift, watch this, must be challenged. Your gift must be challenged. Allow your gift to explore outside of your comfort zone. I'm going to say that again. Allow your gift to explore outside of your comfort zone. You cannot allow your gift to become stagnant. You cannot allow your gift to be hindered by a comfort zone in your mindset. He says comfort zones will hinder the potential for your gift. I hope somebody's getting this. We were uh, playing around in Bible study. Pastor Courtney was teaching and, um, you know, we, we got off topic a little bit. But, but uh, you know, Danisha brought up something with Courtney. I ain't going to tell the whole story. You just had to be that Bible study. Man, this is for our Bible study. I'll give you a little taste. But she was talking about uh, what was that meal? Was it? Uh, it was mac and cheese. And so, you know, Courtney can make some mac and cheese. OK, now a lot of people in my family can make mac and cheese. Camilla can make it. Danisha can make it. Uh, my mom can make it. I, I ain't say my, me or my dad's name. OK, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, sausage, bacon, eggs. That, that's our thing right there. But macaroni and cheese, you got to know what you're doing. So apparently Courtney had this event and he was, you know, playing around with some stuff, you know, and she was like, that wasn't the time to play around with no mac and cheese, <laughs> you know, and my mom agreed. And I was like, wait a minute now, he's the chef. And I, and, and I didn't say, I, I'm not saying who was right or wrong. This is what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to challenge your gift. If you do the same recipe, and I'm not saying the recipe uh, worked or didn't work. All I'm saying is he has to feed his creativity. Somebody don't hear what I'm saying. It, 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 she said, not with mac and cheese. <laughs> we just using the mac and cheese as an example. What I'm saying was, it wasn't about the mac and cheese. It was about the process. Lord have mercy, somebody missed that. In the process, I don't know what was going on in his mind, but I imagine his creative juices were flowing. And sometimes, watch this, he probably know now, well, maybe that recipe didn't work. I'm not going to try it again. But what I'm saying is, he got the creative juices flowing. He, he was allowed, and, and sometimes we don't allow our creative juices to flow. Because next week, watch this, he creative juices could flow, and maybe he could do something with some ribeye steak, and it works wonderful. All I'm saying is you got to allow your gift to explore other opportunities and be challenged. Because, watch this, it must be pressure attached to your gift. Your gift is not under enough pressure right now. You know that your gift is going to work. You know that your gift is going to be effective and productive. But what if God puts you in a situation where you don't know and you got to trust him? Mm. 
That's what he's talking about. Challenge your gift. It's some situations that you said no to that God may be telling you to say yes to because it is going to challenge your gift. And you're going to see, watch this, the, you're going to see the potential in your gift. And once you see potential, Lord have mercy, that gets you motivated. Sometimes all you got to do is see a little bit that, you know what? I've been asking, asking Pastor Brandon to pray. I got a little bit of prayer in me. Lord have mercy. Those times that Pastor Brandon is a little bit too busy. You know what? I could pray and intercede for my family. I got a little bit more passion in my prayer that I thought I had. I got some fervency, some intensity in my prayer. I still got a little bit of fire because watch this. Sometimes God will allow you to get in certain situations that you will see the gift that he has placed inside of you come out. I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. The, the time that I spiritually grew the most was when I was in prayer meetings. I'm, I'm hoping I'm helping somebody. It was in prayer meetings. This was when I was in college in uh, uh, Tuscaloosa. And what we would do uh, every Tuesday or whatever, there were prayer meetings. And trust me, I didn't really know how to, to pray like those people pray. I thought, you know, uh, we were doing prayers where you write them down and, and you say 30 seconds, a minute or whatever. These people were praying 20 minutes. I'm like, wait a minute. I ain't never seen that before. And all I would do was sit in the atmosphere. I didn't, I didn't read a book on how to pray. I didn't pay $1.99 for a seminar or a workshop to pray. You know how I learned how to pray? Getting into an atmosphere of prayer. Getting by some people who are on fire for the Lord. And all of a sudden, after several weeks, somebody gave me the mic and I had to pray. And I discovered I can pray. You never know until you get in that environment and there's some pressure applied to your gift. Your gift must have pressure. Lord have mercy. Just think about it when you were coaching. The best times that you coached were when you were under a little bit of pressure. It wasn't the blowouts. It wasn't the times when you weren't under pressure. It was when you were under some situation where I don't know if I'm going to win. I don't know if we're going to make it. But it happened anyway because it came out of you. Your gift must be challenged. You must find and accept opportunities that challenge your gift outside of your comfort zone. And this is what the spirit of the Lord is saying. As your gift matures, you must mature with it. Your gift can't develop and your personality doesn't develop either. Your gift can't mature and your character goes down. Your gift can't go up and your humility is nowhere to be found. He's saying as you work on your gift, work on yourself. You know what? And I'm going to give you all a secret. A pastor can sit here or stand here and give the most powerful message ever and be struggling personally. I want you to understand that because sometimes when people get up here and I'm not just I'm not talk necessarily talking about myself. I'm just talking about in general, the, the, the mental and emotional strongholds that come with the assignment. A pastor can give the most powerful sermon ever. And then when he or she leaves the church, they're thinking about quitting. Because a lot of times, and this is what I struggled with early on, 
We're spending time with the Lord to give a message, but not spending time with the Lord to develop personally. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and I had to figure that out. It, it was more like a job. OK, I got to spend time with the Lord and, you know, I'm preparing well. But you know what? I'm not spiritually growing. And that's an issue. And God says, if you're going to use your gift and, and your gift is going to be on fire and God is going to bring your gift to places that you've never seen, never imagined before. He says, you're going to have to mature with that gift. If you're if you are investing in your gift and you are not personally growing in your relationship with the Lord, that's an issue. Because it's going to be sooner or later that the enemy is going to find out and he's going to attack that area. As your gift grows, you should grow. Somebody say that with me. As my gift grows, I should grow. You should mature with your gift. If you challenge your gift, challenge yourself in other areas like discipline. Mm, my God, that hit me. I, be I believe that this is a season where God is, is uh, trying to get my discipline right. And what I mean by that is he's challenging me in certain areas that are important, but it's not necessarily the main area. So he's challenging me to exercise a little bit more. And I've been trying to, to take my lunch break and do a little bit more exercise. He and my wife have been challenging me to eat better. And for a week, I did pretty good. <laughs> okay. You know, but I told her, stop bringing these chips, man. You know, if I see them, I'm going to eat them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You want these barbecue chips? He said, no, nah, I'm, I'm surprised he turned it down. But what I'm saying, I believe that God is challenging because he continues to bring it up. And he says, no, it's just not about you losing weight. Or you eating better that's going to benefit you uh, health wise and it's going to benefit your appearance or whatever the case may be but it's not necessarily about that what you're doing is you're learning discipline to apply to other areas do you hear what I'm saying that that's what so if he's challenging you in in one area it, it, it could be uh, fasting it could be anything a lot of times he wants you to understand the principle of discipline so you can apply it to other areas and that's just a lesson that I believe he's teaching me. I'm still learning that lesson. Amen. Because because what, what, what will happen is I understand that I spend a lot of money uh, eating lunch, um, you know, buying, you know, Moe's and all this and that pizza, Chick-fil-A and stuff like that. When I could actually be saving it and invest in something that God wants me to invest in. That's what I'm learning. So I believe that God is challenging us in a number of areas. And some of our areas is focus. Some of our area is discipline. And some of our area is passion. Oh my God. How many people can this truly say, and no, nobody else, you know, don't mind nobody else raising their hand or whatever, saying there used to be a time where you were on fire in your relationship with God. But to be honest, you're not at that point right now. Just be honest couple people he's saying this is a season whatever you got to do to get that fire back because it's a season where the enemy is attacking and he understands that you have a mighty calling over your life and that gift that God has given you is a sign for you to fulfill that calling 
And if the enemy can get you to believe that your gift is not needed in the kingdom of God, your gift will stay dormant. I'm, I'm not saying that you're going to lose the gift. I'm saying it's going to be dormant. He wasn't saying that Timothy lost the gift. He was saying it's not on fire. And this is a season for your gift to be on fire. Fanning into flames. Whatever it is that you're passionate about, this is a season to reignite that passion. Whatever it is that gets you going, that gets you excited. This is the season to reignite that excitement in your life. He says, fan into flames the spiritual gift that God has given you. For God has not given you the spirit of fear and timidity. But he has given you power. He's given you love. And he's given you self-discipline. I want to read verse 8 because the Spirit of the Lord is telling me, So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Lord, have mercy. This is not a season to be ashamed. Everything that God has done for you and you ashamed to tell somebody about what God has done for you? No, no, no. God has delivered you too many times. He has healed your body too many times. He has comforted you too many times. He's given you a peace that's a passive understanding too many times. His grace is sufficient for every need. His mercy came through for you. You didn't even know he was covering and protecting you. And he got you out of the midst of a circumstance that you didn't even know you were in. It's time to not be ashamed to tell somebody about your Lord and Savior. And everybody does it in their own special way with their own special gift that God has given them. So my assignment is very simple today. It's to tell you to get on fire for the Lord. Whatever it is that gets you on fire, whether it's playing music and getting your worship on, do that to get your fire back. If it's hanging out with people that are on fire for the Lord and fellowshipping, do that because this is a season to be on fire for the Lord. Amen. That concludes today's word. We pray it blessed you. If you are interested in sowing into this ministry, you can do so through the church's cash app that can be found in the description of this episode. Have a wonderful day and live with purpose. Thank you.